when things go wrong. It's natural to wonder what celestial rule did I break when things go right? It's logical to ponder what credit can I take? But the truth is so much easier I don't need a master plan I can live here in the moment Cause my life is in good hands I don't need to know Where the wind blows God knows I don't need to know what the future holds cause God knows I need never Let go, cause God knows. But still I find I'm crying out for answers. Yes, I'm still craving control And still I find I'm afraid of taking chances As if I could damage my soul But at this moment I remember It comes so clear to me That the minute I surrender I'm as safe as I could be. I don't need to know where the time goes. Cause God knows. I need never know how pain ends, how my heart mends. I can just let go, cause God knows.
do you need to know? I should first say, besides hello, and my name is Daniel Namot. It's nice to be here with you today. But I should also say I am a raging hypocrite. <laughs> I was not raised to write a song like that. I was not raised to sing at all, really. Uh, and I was most definitely raised to be cynical questioning, doubtful, uh, to take care of business, speak when spoken to, pay my taxes, be a good boy, follow the rules, and make a plan. Sound familiar to anybody? So if you listen to that song and you hear a line like, I can just let go, and something in you says, no, I can't. Join the club. Because something in me says that too. So, I wanted to talk to you today about what we need to know and what we don't need to know. What we need to or are even able to control and what we are not. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. So let's take a look at it for a second. It's become a new trend in uh, newspapers, online anyway. Five things you need to know today. Five things you need to know for this week, right? They do that on a Sunday night. They do that early morning. Five things you need to know. And it's a new economic report is coming out on Tuesday and a new a runoff election is on Wednesday, and an earthquake struck Indonesia last Tuesday, and um, the weather is turning cold on Thursday. It's those sorts of things. All kinds of things that you, quote-unquote, need to know for the week ahead. Here's the problem. The problem is that I have a wife. It's, <laughs> I don't know if it's a problem, but I have a wife who's smarter than me. Okay, I am raised by two lawyers. My dad is a law professor, a gifted one, a brilliant one. My mom is an outstanding attorney. They're both retired now, but my mom worked at major multinational banks for 30-something years. Although I'm thinking that she doesn't have a penny to show for it, I have a feeling she wrote every check she ever got straight to one of our colleges, one of the three boys. But that's an, for another time when we talk about guilt. Anyway, um, but my dad and mom are both attorneys. They raised their sons, as I said, to be pretty cerebral creatures. Nice, 
but more importantly, organized. Um, and, um, and to worry. We are, the Namod boys are the children of first generation Americans. We are survivors of the Holocaust. Uh, we are uh, the first generation of any kind of prosperity. Uh, we're not rich, but we are certainly uh, never hungry. Um, and uh, we have been uh, blessed with uh, my, my brothers and me, I'm talking about. We had two married parents and a roof over our heads and never an empty fridge our entire lives. Uh, so we are very, very fortunate. Um, our life has been the fortunate kind. My parents would say that that was by virtue of discipline and planning. And who could argue with them? Uh, my dad was a law professor at one law school in Chicago for 45 years, just retired last year. My mom, as I said, worked at several banks, but each one of them was a decade or more. Um, they saved for retirement. They had pensions. They have, I've heard vaguely what 401k is. I don't, they don't seem to throw that uh, free money around to singer-songwriters. I can't explain it. Um, so here comes Danny, their middle son, singing a song about not needing to know, and they would truly, vehemently, sincerely disagree. But here is a different perspective on needing to know. And as I say, my wife is smarter than me, okay? So I was raised to read the newspaper, to stay up with current events, to follow what's going on, to be well-informed. And we all know, I think it's fair to say, in the last year, maybe even the last four or five years, what it has felt like to be well-informed. There's been a morphing from good citizen to seriously worried citizen, hasn't there? It's changed. This whole being informed thing has really transformed from knowing my Congress people's names, knowing what the economy is doing, knowing what good I can do in society, how much people are suffering or improving, where I can help, right? what the environment is doing, how I can keep it cleaner than I found it, and so on. Now, it's so much more of who's coming after me, who's burning down the building, what political party is destroying America, what election does the entire fate of America rest on, what outrage, What's, what celebrity insulted what celebrity recently? Whose shorts fell down accidentally on the beach? I mean, it is fraught with <gasps> nervous and scared, scared, scared. And I know you have felt it, and I have felt it. Never mind the fact that it's a deliberate game being played on our brains. A little, a little squirt of fear in our brains keeps us tuned in, but that's a different story too. So it does beg the question, what do we need to know versus what are we being told we need to know? Back to my wife, the smarter one. 
My wife has a rule. Her name is Melina. As I say, I read the news. Grew up reading the news. The New York Times was always in the house. Seven days a week. And when the Sunday New York Times came, if you have ever seen it, it's about an inch thick, no exaggeration. My dad was gone for the day. And I would sneak, all three brothers, we would sneak a section away and he would be flipping through. All right, who took the calendar? Who took the art section? And we'd have to bring it back because he knew exactly what we took. Now, my wife is a gifted artist and as smart a person as I've ever met in my life. She has a rule about the news. Here's her rule. If she can't do anything about it, and it's only going to upset her, she doesn't want to hear it. If there's nothing she can do about it, and it's only going to upset her, she doesn't want to know. Now, what's interesting about that is how much of the news it prevents me from telling her. I mean, 95% of it. Every so often, it's about Obamacare, which we have here in California, or it's about a local election, or it's about real estate trends or interest rates, these sorts of things, which do... Uh, you know, affect us personally. But the earthquake in Sri Lanka, the dictatorship forming in Africa somewhere, the rise of this or that in Europe, the collapse of this or that currency in South America. So many headlines, so much news like that has this atmosphere of foreboding like I said, that keeps us watching, keeps us reading, but actually does not pass the Molina test. There's nothing I can do about it, and all it does is make me worry. So what do we need to know? How full is your head, and how full is my head? As I said, I am a hypocrite. How full are our heads with stuff that really, truly, realistically does us no good and does us significant harm? How much sleep are you losing? How much extra crap am I eating out of anxiety? How much faster are the poor little hairs at the top of my head falling out? How much more often am I snapping at our little boy Jude, nine years old, because I'm on edge? Because the virus has a new mutation? Because the vaccine rollout is slow? Can I do anything about these things? Hmm. Maybe if I'm in Congress, maybe if I'm the CEO of some, something. So like I say, the Molina rule is pretty, pretty strict filter. It keeps most of the noise out. Now, as I say, I'm a hypocrite and I do keep up with this sort of stuff. And it does keep me up at night. And 
especially the last few years, it does make me mad. Makes me feel righteous. Makes me feel wronged. Satisfying, holier than thou feelings. These are good ones. They're good ones, right? They're, they're, they're juicy. Do they make me happier? Do they make me richer? Do they make me nicer? Do they help me climb the corporate ladder? Do they help me write a better song? Do they help me sing a higher note? Do they help fix this unbelievable fixer-upper of a house that we bought a year ago? What good does it do? Now, I'm gonna sing a song and I'm gonna raise the question of whether needing to know is a game we play or whether it really exists at all. I've seen my share of struggle when I thought that I knew best I've sailed through a storm instead of stopping to rest. But it always seems the hardest when I've made up my stubborn mind. While well, I'm changing my ways this time, wanna be like water coming down a mountain into shadowy canyons, flowing from pool to stream. Wanna be like water, head uphill no more. I am bound for the sea. Have you ever seen an eagle head straight into the wind? He doesn't pick a fight, spreads his wings and just gives in. And in the end he always makes it home just fine. Guess he knows that every storm subsides. Wanna be like water coming down a into shadowy canyons flowing from pool to stream wanna be like water head uphill no more I am bound for the sea I'll let nature take its course no more thinking that I know where this river's meant to go I have railed against the stars for the cards that I've been dealt, for the lottery I've never won, for the heartache that I've felt. But it always seems when I let go of expectation and regret. Life has plenty of surprises for me yet. I want to be like water coming down a mountain into shadowy canyons flowing from pool to stream wanna be like water head uphill no more I am bound for the sea wanna be like water coming down a mountain into shadowy canyons 
streams flowing from pool to stream wanna be like water head uphill no more i am bound for the sea So, a question for you. Can you think of one of the, or more than one of, the best things in your life? Thing meaning people, relationships, work, passions, careers, talents, I don't know, your abs, whatever you got. Best thing or best things in your life, your head of hair, God bless you. Your boat. Your health. Your liver transplant. Best things in your life. Your child. Your pet. Your spouse. Alright? Got it? Just one example at least? Alright, now. How did it get there? Was it on a to-do list? Was it part of a 10-year plan? Was it what you majored in in college? Did you dream of it and describe it in detail in your diary when you were 10? Did you find it in a catalog and order it online and there it showed up? I'll bet if we took a survey of all of you and me and my family and friends and anybody else we know, I'll bet you we'd find 99% of the time. How did it get there is a mystery. There is no answer to the question. I crossed the street to avoid a puddle and ran into somebody who became my best friend. I took a random class and the teacher was so inspiring that it became my life's career. I was on vacation and I thought, this is a great town. And I moved to that town and I've lived there the rest of my life. I was gonna marry this guy he cheated on me, so I left him, and my lawyer's brother became my husband for the rest of my life. You, you got the story. I don't. So, as I say, I'm as cynical as the rest of them. My parents taught me to plan, and by the way, that is not a trivial or... Uh, useless skill or tendency. I have been making records and writing songs and doing this for a living, writing, doing this, this true thing. This, it's as fun as you would imagine. I write my own songs and sing them. Can you imagine how good that feels? Yes, it feels that good. 23 years now I've been doing it for a living. It's no accident that I was raised to balance a checkbook and pay my taxes and learn how to start a sole proprietorship and ask for a price that helps to actually support me. I'm not a starving artist and I never have been, so I am not putting down 
the cerebral side of life. It needs to be there. I'm talking about what we need to know, need to plan, and think that we can anticipate days, weeks, months, or years in advance. I believe we are kidding ourselves when we do that. Just like we fill our heads with the news so that we can stay on top of things, and all it generally does by the Molina rule is make us nervous, upset, angry, mad, righteous, feel opposed, feel like there's an enemy out there, feel like somebody's out to get us, or a company is betraying us, or the world is burning down. Whatever it is that that news has, whatever it does, I believe also the thing you put on the 10-year plan there's this woman named, I believe her name is Marie Kondo. She is a, a Japanese woman who does a home organization. She's a kind of a rising celebrity now in that field. She has a, um, she has a standard when she's going into somebody's closet to help them, to help a client clear out their clutter. She has a standard. She'll hold up the object and she'll say, does this give you joy? And if the answer is no, it goes on the donate or throw out piles. If the answer is yes, you keep it. So I would ask, joy maybe, but I'd actually ask, is that thing on your to-do list true for you? Is that plan really what you want and really what you'll do? Is that news true for you? Does it actually impact how you're going to live your life? Does it actually change how you'll earn a living, love your family, do your best work, take care of the earth, take care of your own body? Does it really do it? Or does it in fact just stir a pot of anxiety or worry or some sort of illusion of control. That is one of the geniuses of my wife. She doesn't want to know things that she can't control, and she is brutally honest about the things that she can't control. Which brings me, I guess, to a final point for today. What is it that you want to control and why? If the best thing or things in your life, if that most precious relationship, your child, is in your life unforeseen, unplanned, unpredesigned, never showed up on that to-do list, and I'm guessing and projecting, but I'll bet you I'm right. If if the best things in our lives show up like water, when we're not looking, when we're not straining, when we're not worrying, and when we're not planning, doesn't that suggest that we might be able to worry, stress, strain, and plan less, and still have the sweetest moments, the sweetest relationships, the most satisfying work. If we just stay true today, 
to who we are, how we feel, what we want, where we're at. Today, we can control. We can't control the weather. We can't control a politician across town or halfway around the world. We can't control a tropical storm. We can't control the economy. We really can't control how a medical test is going to turn out. Not really. If we could, I think people would. Um, doctors don't actually know a lot about how things heal. They facilitate the healing, but most of the healing is in a black box. It's mysterious. Economists don't know why a stock goes up or why the economy shrinks. They really don't know. They speculate after the fact. We all know meteorologists have no idea what the weather's going to be. It's pouring rain and it says there's 63% chance of rain or, I mean, and you don't need examples of the weather. A movie studio with a track record of making hit after hit comes out with a movie. They're sure it's going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread and nobody goes to see it. They don't know how it's going to go. You name the field, you name the expert, you name the area of life on earth, and I'll show you a mystery. So we can worry about those things if we want to. We can project forward a year or five or 25 and say, oh my God, if I don't fix this roof now, what's this house going to be worth when Jude graduates college? How, how am I going to be able to, right? I mean, I could spin forever. Or I could take today as it is. Take who I am today as I am. Do my best today and let that be enough. The cynic in me, that child of two lawyers says, that's not a recipe for success. But I think I know better. I do. I think it's a recipe not only for success, but for sleep and peace of mind and balance and serenity and intimacy and real kindness, real compassion, the kind that overflows from a full cup instead of a nervous one. Peace of mind is, in fact, available. It requires a little bit of discipline. That discipline is to allow into our minds whatever's going to enter, but then to allow those things we can't control that are just there to scare us or that are clearly beyond our capacity to even influence, allow them to come in and allow them to leave. And what's left in here and in here is the true you, the stuff beyond the noise, beyond the fear, beyond the media, beyond the outside influences, beyond the pressures, the expectations, beyond the burdens in here is true. There's peace of mind in there. Do today what's yours to do.
today and let the rest fall away. through asking where I'm going I've been asking all my life I've grown tired of all this wondering when everything seems to turn out right so when my mind need something to do wants to know the future I whisper this I'm okay I've always been and I'll always be that way so here goes nothing I'm taking a chance I'm opening up Knowing that I'm in good hands And here goes everything It's all on the line oh, But I'm not afraid this time Some say it's crazy say naive to close my eyes and take the leap but I know better cause I believe even in the dark my soul can see so when my mind plays its usual game be mm -hmm.